we're all Christian and believers in the Lord. Why don't we make this the uh, Christmas show? Let's make this the Christmas show. We can. This is the official Christmas show. This will be the the official Christmas show. It airs just before Christmas. So we can say the four L's. Yeah. The Lord. Yep. Life. Yep. Liberty and nine millimeter Luger. Meet the Pressers with Matt Mallory and Clint Macrow. Brought to you by Public Safety and Education and the Trigger Pressers Union. And now, your hosts. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Meet the Pressers. My name is Clint Macro, and this is my co-host, Matt Mallory. We're a show that's on, well, we try to be on every week, and we like to talk about guns, training, and a little bit of political activism. This episode of Meet the Pressers is made possible with the generous support of thelawofselfdefense.com, Nikon, Shooter Technology Group, ASP, Sabre Red, the Safer Faster Defense Responder 2.0, and Lee Armory. Thank you. We have some special guests tonight. Ken Ortega and Maggie Mordaunt. CCW Maggie, Mr. Ken, tell us a little bit about tell us tell us a little bit about yourselves, what you do, what your passion is, where you come from, and what you got you guys into firearms. Um, well, I could just start out, I guess, by saying that firearms was always um, part of the life that I grew up in as a kid, growing up around you know hunting and and all of that. That's really how. I was introduced to firearms was going out hunting with my dad, my uncles, my grandfather, and just shooting long guns was really where I got introduced to that. And then later on in life, when I met my awesome wife, uh, we got into handguns, you know, pretty heavily. So it's, it's always kind of been like in a family tradition, uh, per se. We didn't really get into the defense side of things until about 15, maybe 14 years ago, something like that. Very cool. Cool. Um, Yeah, so I actually first started out in the uh, gun culture when I was about 12 years old. Uh, My parents actually owned firearms for home defense, but it wasn't really something they ever talked about. Uh, I think my mom had to use a gun once because somebody tried to break in. I think that was like, whoa, we have guns in the house. (laughs) Mm. And so at the age of 12, um, there was, uh, I was in 4-H and uh, in, in Houston, Texas. That's where I'm originally from. Ken's actually originally from Las Vegas, New Mexico. And, um, so when, uh, they, they kind of reached out through 4-H, they were putting out, uh, the youth hunting program through the, uh, the King Ranch. And so the King Ranch is a pretty well-known ranch in the hunting community. They have some of the largest ranches in the world. And so, uh, they had like an essay program and that's when I first kind of got introduced to it was we all submitted essays and I have two older brothers, but I have four cousins that live with us. We're all boys. And so I kind of had six older brothers. And so, um, you know, they all put in, we all put in our essays as to why we wanted to go hunting. And my father was a gourmet chef. He was also a mechanical engineer, but he had actually kind of changed his, uh, job force because the company that he worked for went under Renault, Renault 16, if you ever heard of it. Um, And so uh, I actually put in my essay and I basically stated that because I was raised in a very old fashioned Latin, you know, family, 
um, you know, girls actually sat down last and we always had to kind of serve the table and then sit down. And so in my essay, I literally put in there, I said, well, the reason why I want to go hunting is because I want to harvest an animal and help prepare that animal in the kitchen with my dad so that I can be one of the first to get to sit down at the table. And that's actually how I got to go in and, and be a part of that program. You that's know, awesome. um, uh, the Claybergs, uh, Patty Clayberg, she actually was like, oh, yes, we definitely got to get this young lady in here. They had some of the best instructors. And so I have to say that I was kind of spoiled in being uh, trained by their elite, you know, hunting instructors there at the King Ranch. And so I was really more shotgun, um, didn't really use rifles as much until I went on a hog hunt. My only hog hunt I went on as a young girl, it's the last one I ever went on, uh, because I actually got run up a mesquite tree by a mama, a mama pig. And so it um, scared me to death. And I was like, yeah, we'll do that again. So I just kind of <laughs> upland gay bird, things like that. Uh, you know, um, did a lot of hunting, you know, through different, you know, with different friends and stuff, but then kind of took some time off um, and then got back into uh, firearms again, uh, not because it was uh, something that, um, you know, I was active in as an, as an adult, as a 30 year old. I just saw it as a need uh, because I was actually going through a divorce, a very uh, horrible divorce and found that I needed to get a firearm to defend myself. And um, so that's when uh, I met Ken because he's in real estate. I asked him if he could actually sell uh, the house that uh, we were dividing and um, we just became really good friends. And then uh, Ken said, I think we should be more than friends. And then asked me, <laughs> Asked me out to, to go eat lunch. And so uh, then, um, crazy enough, this is like crazy because here in Nevada, things are, are very different. And uh, the court system literally uh, took possession of my firearms, would not allow me to have them while my divorce was being finalized, uh, even though it actually stated that my life was in danger, that I'd been in a 10-year abusive relationship, and that I was being told that I was going to die. And so... Uh, you know, long story short, they finally released my firearms that I'd actually purchased. And Ken, uh, I said, hey, Ken, you want to go with me to go pick up uh, my guns? Guys, this is where it all started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally, Maggie said, and we were just dating, you know, she said, hey, I just got this letter and, you know, I, I go pick up my guns. And I just, you know, we've only known each other for like a couple of months. Guns didn't really come up in the conversation. And so I look at her, I said, you have guns? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, let's go pick them up. I said, cool, yeah. let's go get some ammo on the way. And so one of our, one of our first dates um, that we had, like an official first date was at a shooting range. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. But we were so green. It was so funny because I look at that now. <laughs> I look at some of the pictures cause I was like taking pictures and everything. I'm like, Oh my God, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah. I hear that. Like, oh my gosh. Speaking of green and first dates, one of my first dates with my wife was uh, gigging frogs. Oh, that's fun. Nice. <laughs> I like frogs. What's Frog. gigging frogs? We, we, we have another name for that in Pennsylvania, maybe. What's so that? You, you're stabbing frogs? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pitchfork and frogs. Yeah, with the stick. Yep. Spear. Exactly. They taste good. They do. Oh, I was going to say, like eat, chicken. did you eat them? Yeah. Oh, yeah well, good, good. We did. We didn't just gig them for the for gigging them. We gigged them and then ate them. Gig them, gigged them and eating them. Eat no, them. no gigging gig. for gigging. No gigging yeah. for gigging. All right. So, so then, um, 
you know, when, when we were actually dating and we, we'd actually gotten into, uh, you know, using firearms is not only for defense. We started taking training classes together. Uh, some, some of the places that we would go to, I was like, really, this is really a dangerous place. We should find more training. We should look for more training. We were seeking. We were, we're seeking. seeking. We were like, like, oh my gosh. 12 years ago. Uh, yeah. We were like, you know, seeking and we took training in all different places around the country, you know. Yeah, most definitely. And at the time, I was actually in the fitness industry, actually. My background is nutritional science. I minored in physical education. I was a bodybuilder. I was training. I was doing a lot of fitness training. And um, one day, slipped and fell, broke my neck. And uh, I have three artificial discs, a metal plate, and eight titanium screws in my neck. Um, you know, it's, hello. Yeah, matching scars. <laughs> and so, uh, and so, you know, it was like, I have to reinvent myself and, you know, Ken and some of our friends were like, Maggie, you know, you're actually really good with firearms. They're like, you know, we brought our, our girlfriends out, our wives out, and, you know, they didn't want to shoot until they saw you shooting and you shared all your guns with them. Um, and uh, they said, you should become a firearms instructor. And then this town, it's kind of the good old boys club type of place. Mm -hmm. There weren't any female firearms instructors in this town. Um, there were only the ones who actually helped, you know, with paperwork, you know, on paper, they were firearms instructors, but really they were paper pushers really, right. um, and helping put targets up and whatnot and making sure their boyfriends or husbands or brothers had food. And so for me, I was like, Hey, I know how to do this. And, you know, I, I not just long guns, but, uh, now getting into using, uh, pistols, uh, so I kind of went ahead and started from the baseline of what I see as a baseline training, which are the NRA courses, uh, because it is a great place to start, I think, when it comes to, um, you know, understanding all the details of firearms, nomenclature, things like that, safety as a skill, uh, things like that. And then going to more deeper into the science of defense, my first uh, video that really kind of uh, we shared we got it from the NRA and it was Rob Pincus. And I was like, who is this bald guy? And so <laughs> I'm playing the videos and, you know, listening to all the information, I'm like, Oh my gosh, that totally makes sense. And, you know, uh, we were, you know, studying these videos and buying more videos and just kind of, you know, trying to mirror mimic and match and get on the range and copy that stuff, but not really understanding fully what we were doing, just knowing that, uh, this is what that guy was telling us to do. And so, um, you know, we, we prayed about it and we saved some money and we decided to uh, invest in going out and taking live training with Rob in awesome. Leadville, Colorado. Leadville, Colorado was our first yes. uh, first trip, you know, so um, yeah, that was really cool. I think it was back in 2013. Okay. That was our first, first exposure live course with Rob. Yeah, live course. Know, on the PDM tour, you know, and it was, we actually had a family reunion in New Mexico. Oh, neat. And, and so I told Maggie, hey, look, this is happening then. The PDN course is like two days after. Let's just, you know, take a little trip up there. And it worked out really great. So we ended up uh, meeting Rob and doing some training up there, you know. Yeah. Uh, so it worked out really good. Yeah, it did. It did. That that family reunion, I always like to throw this in there. I actually saved his entire, <laughs> the, the entire town of Las Vegas because his mom is actually one of 11 kids. Huge so family. like big campground. So I had all I, he had a shotgun. I had a stun gun with me. We had our pistols in the truck. And so a bear came into the, our, our camp area and was looking for food. He comes out with a shotgun. <laughs> I come out with the, the stun gun. I saved everybody. <laughs> ah. Just by making a zapper noise, the bear took off. You know? Really? That's, yeah. that's good. Yeah. That's a, that's a deterrent for sure. It, it, Most it definitely really is. is. <laughs> we didn't eat, we didn't eat bear that night, just saying. <laughs> well, at least you didn't eat crow. Exactly. That's true. Yeah. Yeah.
Yeah, well, Ken, that's uh, the first time I met you was through Rob. Uh, yes. We went and we audited that class and then kind of assisted at, at USCCA headquarters a couple of years ago when uh, uh, the, the methodology was first introduced to USCCA. That's right. That's yeah, right. Nice. Yeah, that was really a, a great trip. Um, yeah, there was a no. Yeah, that was our USCCA headquarters. Yeah. And that is where I first met you. And it was really, uh, that was a pretty awesome trip, you know, uh, uh, just to, you know, that whole methodology. You know, we've been studying it for a while. Mm -hmm. uh, as students, we've taken some instructor development for a while as well. Uh, and to go and, and just, we've seen the, the light bulbs go on from end user students and also on the instructor side, you know, to actually experience the instructor development end of it mm -hmm. um, was really cool. Really, really cool to just see the um, evolution happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. We, we well, we've all drank the Kool-Aid on that. I've, I've certainly been heavily vested in it and, and I look forward to, to helping grow that cadre for sure. I'm, I'm, I very much bought, in, bought into the methodology. It does make a great deal of sense. And I love the fact that it evolves. It constantly evolves. And, yeah. Yeah. and uh, you know, the, the, the process at the end of the day, asking people to question it, to, hey, is there something that you want to call BS on? And I've, I've learned more things about myself yeah. being able to have people in my class who are not come from the gun community. You know, they're just right. average people who just maybe got a pistol not too long ago. Maybe they just started shooting and they look at things differently. You yeah. know, we have that reverence for Cooperisms and other things like that. And they're like, well, gee, I wouldn't pick up a spatula like this. I'd pick it up like that. Oh, yeah. The same thing here. Hey, yeah, that's actually a great idea, you know. And so yeah. I've seen the program evolve in the in the in the grand scheme of things, the short time that I've been involved with it. So it's definitely very refreshing. And then Maggie, I first worked with you at well, we indirectly talked to one another on the Facebook and whatnot, but I think I first worked with you. You were in my T in the TC class out in Reno, correct? Yeah, you were my TC for the TC program. Yes. Yeah. Well, we call them facilitator. Is the facilitator. Idea. Yeah, so I was your facilitator. <laughs> I think that's I think that's the first time we've met, Ken, at that at that same training counselor when I was a facilitator. I guess you. Would say. <laughs> I think so. In fact, I think were were you both facilitators you in the were same team in Reno? Well, no, he had no, one no. class and I had, I was in another group. Uh, I was with Heather Borland, but we did shack up and we shared a hotel. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Because oh, I think we're working with, uh, with Beth Alcazar and I think with you, Matt, right? Yeah. 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 But Matt did actually visit our classroom and we talked a little bit as well. Yeah, I did. I jumped, I jumped around. I was the, uh, I was the jumping facilitator helping cool. class the class. The floater. I was the floater. I was. <laughs> uh, most definitely. And then you can you can put that you can put floater on your uh, email signature now. <laughs> floater extraordinary. Floater. Hey everybody, it's Alessandro Padovani from Safer Pasta Defense, and I'm watching Meet the Pressers with Matt Mallory and Clean Macro. Don't miss this episode. Lots of good information, and don't miss the next one either. Stay safe, guys. Meet the Pressers. Now I'm looking at a realtor.com photo of this guy named Ken Ortega in Henderson, Nevada. And I, I, he looks a lot like you, but you got a little more gray right here, I see. <laughs> it's like a driver's license where like it's from many years ago, right? Yes. Still looks just like you, man. About, about 15 years ago, maybe. Was it? Yeah. And mine's, mine's turning gray right here from all the grandkids and stuff. And I, I just keep shaving it away and it just keeps coming back. I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Anyone that says, hey, I want to be a fireman instructor, 
this is what you get, you know? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah get, a, get enough guns pointed at you on a firing line. It uh, makes yeah. the hair turn gray quickly. For sure, for sure. Most definitely. <laughs> so mentors in the industry, if you guys could uh, pick uh, one or a couple that, that you've trained with, uh, maybe even ones that you aspire to train with because if you've heard good things about them that you're, you're looking to get out there and add to your repertoire. Um, you know, I mean, when we first started out, we were, you know, we were looking at everything that was out there, you know, and, um, you know, we looked at the Masada Ubes and Jeff Coopers and all the uh, information from, you know, years gone back. And, and there was some good information out there. Um, I mean, obviously when we found, you know, Rob's stuff uh, for us, that was really refreshing. And that's where, you know, when it was all science-based and it was, uh, you know, it just had a lot more meat in there that just made a lot more sense you know so obviously rob's been a you know pretty big uh, influence to us uh but others you know i mean uh, there, there's a few others i mean i think maggie and i want to go uh train with uh with clint over in uh, thunder ranch just to go nice. and just make the experience and drive up you know see what's going on up oh, just so everyone knows that's the uh, other clint in the other clint that's not me yeah yes i, I <laughs> Yeah, he's kind of a big deal. Yeah, most certainly. He's a funny guy, you know. So, but uh, there's a few others that are, you know, pretty good out there. I just, uh, you know, I, I look at um, other people that have good information, and just with anything else, I find, you know, there's 80% of really good stuff out there, and there's maybe 10, 15, 20% that I just either have that respectful or reverence for. You know what I mean? love that. I love that. That's, that's actually something Clint and I have talked a lot about where, you know, it's, uh, I forgot how, how you categorized it earlier, Clint, but you know, you've got that, that aspect of, you can't, you're not going to agree with everything. Oh yeah. Right. Right. That you agree with and, and understand that that's a base, just like second amendment rally, right? Not everybody yeah. there agrees on everything, but we definitely agreed on the second amendment. For sure. Yeah, we were talking about different different methodologies and different kung fu, for lack of a better term, that different instructors bring to their to their classes. And I kind of look at it. Well, I've I've bought into this methodology, and here's why. And like I should be able to rattle off several reasons why to truly defend my stance on that. Yeah. But I look at other folks, and you know, most of the big time instructors, 70, 80 percent of what they teach is very similar, and in some cases, the same stuff. They might have different terminology for things. And that other 20% or so of, of nuance, that's their individual Kung Fu. And, and I don't agree with all of it, but I kind of look at it, and this is, I think, what Matt was referencing. If it's safe and ethical and contextually appropriate, then okay, sure, that's fine. I, I, can, I can disagree with that, and I'll tell you why I think this over here might be a better way to go. But we can, we can leave it at that. I think that's, that's safe to say. If it's safe and ethical, then... You know, you got to kind of pick your brand and roll with it, right? You bet. An instructor that I would actually love to go and train with uh, that is um, a friend of ours who trains with this person quite a bit, uh, Robert Ayala. He actually trains with Tony Blower. Nice. And, um, he you know, has the whole spear yep. methodology. <laughs> and so I actually, uh, I, I love to do, you know, the, the physical aspects of it. He does a lot of hand-to-hand -hand, uh, type of stuff. Right. And so, I want to kind of change it up because I do a lot, you know, I, I have to say it would, it's hard for me to go and um, want to add something else that I am still working on. I took IDS about four years ago and I was like, 
what is all this? I don't understand. <laughs> everybody here understands what he's talking about. And for me, I hadn't taken the DFC. And so I kind of put the cart before the horse. Mm-hmm. And so I did the DFC, uh, which was amazing. I did that with uh, Jamie Onion. Yep. And, uh, with uh, Ken, Ken Crawford and Barrett yep. and Barrett. And they all came out here and it was amazing. And so I said, you know what? I'm the kind of person where I have to do things in order. I don't just, I'm not a certificate collector. And I, I want to do things the right way. And uh, so I, I want to say that the next step is I want to go back and I want to train with Rob first nice. and then add more information, you know, with, with Pincus and then add more to, to my own personal protection because I'm not an all day buffet instructor. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not, I'm not an edge weapons, empty hand defense, firearms instructor, you know, things like that. Um, if I, I could, if I could interrupt for a minute, have you, have you worked with Alessandro Padovani? Yes. Oh, yes. you have? Alessandro's oh, yeah. a great guy. Yes. Yeah, his, his pokey pokey classes with the knives are fantastic. And to see him teach the same methodology, especially him having English as a second language, his economy of words. Yeah. Really, just listening to him talk helped me become a better instructor, not to mention the benefit of taking the, the knife class. I thought that was a pretty fantastic thing. Yeah, well, yeah. We hosted him out here for that. Did you? Good, nice. yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're, we're co-hosting him. Oh, are you guys? Yeah, we've got through Meet the Pressers at my place in uh, upstate New York. We're going to host him for his in, the ins and outs of knife training. Yeah, I had him I had him come to Pittsburgh about two years ago, I guess it was. Maybe it was last year. But, yeah, really a, a, an excellent opportunity. You bet. Yeah, we, we did a, uh, a women's empty hand defense class, and then we did the edged weapons class here. And um, it was just amazing. I, I – uh, I've always loved knives, and uh, but really never understood what were the best knives. You know how to implement them, how to use them, even against someone who's bigger than you. You know it was just amazing. Even with with that that uh, empty hand defense, it really goes kind of hand in hand uh, with the two. And you know they they picked up one of the, the biggest guys in the room, and and you know Alessandro made me fight with that person. And I was like, really? I was like bruised. I was like, oh, oh, thanks a lot. <laughs> Yeah, hey. that was really great. <laughs> I was breaking out our uh, fixed blade that we got from. Uh, that's sweet. Designer. Oh, is that one? Of, is that one, Ali? Ken Crawford. That's Ken Crawford. Oh, that's Ken's. Yeah, oh, I have to, range. Have range. I have to say, I did not know Ken designed design I, knives. I think I've seen this one. one. Hmm. Yeah, he great designed job. that one, and they're all numbered too. They're amazing. I love these. People are so jealous when they see that I have this. You can actually conceal carry it, or just carry it on your belt there. Horizontally, and, um, and just like. Phew, right there it's great. Like awesome. super great so again other skills where yeah us personally like to develop to develop for our own personal protection but we won't teach it you know that's where we bring in the yeah. pro like alessandro to come in and and uh you know woo everybody with this knowledge you know what I mean? most definitely <laughs> yeah that's that's one thing that that I have to do being a law enforcement instructor and law enforcement in New York and keeping everybody up to par. I've got to constantly keep taking the courses to keep fresh on it because I'm not teaching it constantly throughout the year. I'm usually teaching it for the in-service training for a lot of the officers in, uh, in, in the central New York area. So the handcuffing, baton, pepper spray, defensive Mm -hmm. tactics, open hand techniques, stuff like that is not something that I do frequently. And unfortunately, a lot of cops don't do it frequently. And and uh, what I try to get across to them is you're not going to be able to put your seatbelt on while you're getting in the car accident. It doesn't work that way. So true. Yeah, we, we have a subject matter expert in our company, Homeland Personal Protection, who actually teaches 
the empty hand defense. Kung Fu Samsu. Kung Fu Samsu, Charles Smith. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's our SME nice. on that one. And then we also have uh, Ernie Lorelli, who teaches our tactical combat casualty care, as well as our pre-hospital nice. life support. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's amazing. He used to be a bomb tech. I think he's been blown up, what, two or three times? Twice. Uh, he mm-hmm. and his wife were bomb techs in the military. And um, he, he's like survived them. Oh, he's, he's, a, he's a good one. Yeah, yeah. He's the guy. That <laughs> he's a good one. Yeah. I suppose if he, he wasn't. Right. Yeah. 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 Right. We wouldn't be talking about him in the yeah. present. Be past tense. He'd be the guy that they would send in first. Like if there was a bus with people that blew up, he'd be the first guy on the scene. Mm-hmm. Make sure there's no other secondary uh, devices. And yeah. Like that. Super knowledgeable, super great guy. You know what he does for a living now? He's a second grade teacher. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's actually pretty dangerous too. <laughs> sure is. Kids today. Yeah. Oh my. <laughs> you want me to? You want me to do what? No. Exactly. <laughs> it's like what? So one of the things we talk about in the show is political activism. And I know you've, both of you have been active in the, uh, in the state of Nevada with pushing pro-liberty pursuits. Anything you'd like to talk about? Is there any, any particular organizations in Nevada that local Nevadans or hell, anyone across the nation, if they want to help out, uh, could, could support or look into? So I think it's important for people to really do their research before they start donating money and mm-hmm. following Because there are organizations out there that have kind of lost their way and their main focus is about collecting the money and really yeah. not doing the work. And so I just tell people, do your research because there have been a few here in Nevada that were, were actually in it for the right reason, but then actually kind of fell off the wagon in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we'll just, rem- they'll remain nameless. And so, um, yeah, I just think it's important to, to uh, understand what's going on in politics and who you're voting for. Um, uh, people have to, uh, again, do their research and, and find out who these politicians are, whether they're Democrats or Republicans, uh, because the human condition has its ways. And um, even though someone says, I am, uh, they may not be. I've always said that to, to my students uh, or people, anybody I'm talking to about voting, don't just look at what they say, look at how they voted, look at their past, look at well, how they voted. And then that's how that's going to tell how they're actually going to vote in the future. Because they'll tell you whatever they want you to believe to your face. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. And just because someone has an R attached to their name does not mean that they're pro-liberty either. True. Uh, In Pennsylvania specifically, as I'm here, we have actually, we have quite a few pro-gun Democrats. They got D's next to their name, which, you know, you talk to people in other states, they're like, what? What's that? Don't just assume because they got a D next to their name that they're anti-liberty, although unfortunately a lot might be. But right. they do need to learn about those individuals and, and help the ones that are pro-liberty and then the ones that are not. we got to do everything we can to get them out. Most That's so true. That's so true, Clint. You know, we've seen, uh, you know, there's so much corruption from different organizations, outside organizations that are anti-gun, mm-hmm. where they're, they're actually now paying some of the um, state assembly uh, people here in Nevada and also some of the state senators, including our governor. You know, there's actually physical, there's record of, you know, donations made by organizations, the Bloomberg organizations, all of them, where they're taking money. You know, that includes our governor, that includes certain people. And they're, you know, obviously they're voting a specific way because, you know, they're, they're corrupt. They've been paid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Bloomberg's spent a lot of money in Pennsylvania over the last couple of years. And I mean, yeah. there's, there's some organizations that have been doing some good things over the years that have helped out at the state level. We have the Nevada Farms Coalition. Uh, they're one that uh, they do some you know great things when it comes to uh, having a pack and actually having a lobby and things like that. 
you know, that's important. That part of the MDFAC is super important. I mean, uh, I would just say any other state organization, again, like Maggie said, do the research. Well, Maggie and I are uh, affiliated with a few ranges here in town. There's about four ranges that we go and train at. We don't own our own range, you know, yeah. so we have uh, different places where we teach at and we're contracted at and all of that. So uh, with that said, like during the, the outdoor stuff, the, the home defense, the CCW courses, uh, we're out at Boulder Rifle Pistol Club. Uh, we're pro staff members at Bass Pro Shops. So we do a lot of our introduction courses there and, you know, we meet a lot of people there as well. And Mm -hmm. that's been a really great um, uh, facility for us to train at as well. Yeah. Bass Pro Shops is amazing. You know, they have been so good to us. And uh, like Ken said, we don't own our own range. And so, you know, we are actually afforded the ability to train in their beautiful conservation room. Uh, I just taught a CCW class and a hunter safety class uh, in there this past weekend. You know, you can put about 40 people in there. It's an amazing place. And, um, you know, we are contracted pro staff members. And so, uh, you know, check out Bass Pro Shops Cabela's now. And, uh, you know, they've got some great stuff for the holidays uh, that you're going to pick up for whether you're camping, hunting, fishing, things like that. So check out Bass Pro Shops Cabela's. Um, we also teach out up at uh, Clark County Shooting Complex, which is in uh, more of the northern region of uh, Las Vegas. Um, we do train quite a bit out there sometimes, and um, Las Vegas Shooting Center. And Las Vegas Never, Shooting Center. My goodness, that's such a great place. You know, in this town, you'll see there's a lot of uh, places, a lot of ranges, indoor ranges that actually do a lot of the fun shoots. You know, you get a lot of tourism and things like that. And so, as locals, you know, we like to do staycations, and we'll go to some of the places. And our favorite one is Las Vegas Shooting Center. You know, right off the strip. Um, they have some great packages where you get to do fun shoots. I actually don't own a full auto. And so in order to get my smoke on, I get me a full auto <laughs> and create a cloud of dust <laughs> and do a freedom shoot. There you go. <laughs> we did that fun. last time. It was really fun. So we teach a variety of classes from beginner classes, the you know, USCCA programs. That's an area that we want to expand and do more of. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we need to come up there and hit one of your classes. That would be really good. Uh, I know sure. I'm wanting to host uh, Clint Macro, so I'm always following and, and seeing what I can learn from you as well as one of my mentors. Um, and so um, I'd love to have you come out here and, and learn from you as well. And so that's another person we're going to have out here as well. well let's and, uh, let's look at the calendar and make sure we make it happen in, in 2020. Yeah. Yes. 2021 again if we want to as well. Hey, y'all, I got a great new album in the mail today. You're a mean one. Celebrate Christmas with the Cobble Sound Christmas Orchestra and Scotty Grill. Merry Christmas, Mr. Grinch. Enjoy this Pittsburgh Guys holiday classic. This is a fantastic album, man. Let me buy it. No, my brother. you got to buy your own. Another fine product from Armed Pussycat Records. Merry Christmas, Mr. Grinch. Download it today from Amazon or iTunes. It's only 99 cents. Now, back to Meet the Pressers. Us here at Meet the Pressers would like to say Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to all of our viewers and listeners. Yes, absolutely. And remember what Christmas is all about. Giving gifts and all that is is nice, but let's all take a moment to uh, thank God for giving us his son so that we can all enjoy everlasting life. Amen. Amen to that. Yeah, uh, definitely. Merry, Merry Christmas from... 
Maggie Mordaunt. And Ken Ortega, HPP Training. God bless you guys. God bless you. Have a great Christmas. Yes. Have a, a wonderful Merry Christmas and understand that Christmas is about the Lord. And with those four L's, I will say it's all about the Lord. It's all about life. It's all about liberty and nine millimeter luger. Just saying. There you go. <laughs> pew, yeah. pew. Pew, pew. <laughs> yeah. People don't know, but Santa Claus actually has a, a Glock 43. There you go. Oh, yeah. That's what yeah. he uses to keep the reindeer in check. <laughs> <laughs> Our schedule is uh, at the website, hpptraining.com. And that's where everything pretty much, you know, we funnel everything through that website. You know, there's like two or three other URLs that kind of like tie into that. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's the one that we send everyone to. Uh, so our training schedule is there. Um, uh, CCW Maggie, the Facebook page, HPP training. We're just kind of like building that one page at HPP training. Uh, but now we're starting to get into a little bit more video, a little bit more content and all of that. Good. For us to build that, you know? Yeah, it's been great. Well, it's been great having you on. Thank you guys for inviting us. Yes, oh, thank yeah. you for having us. You know, we're, we're really excited and we were able to do this with you guys. And, um, you know, to do it, uh, to, to represent uh, God and country and the people that we love, you know, Homeland Personal Protection is all about God, country, and the people that we love. And as Americans, uh, we love this country and the people that are in it. Well, keep up the good work and thank you very much for coming on the show and, and have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Awesome, guys. Merry Christmas to you guys as well. You know, I have some great time with your family. And uh, and I'm, after the holidays, you know, it's like back to getting, you know, to, to normal, you know, with uh, training and all of that. So enjoy the time off. God bless you guys. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Happy holidays to everyone who's celebrating other, uh, you know, holidays during this season and this time. Stay safe. Hug the people you love. And we'll see you next year. Take care. Good seeing you. Awesome. Thank you. Take care, man. Be safe. See you guys. Take it easy. We have a lot of sponsors that made this show possible. Make sure you check them out and give them your business. This episode of Meet the Pressers is made possible with the generous support of thelawofselfdefense.com, Nikon, Shooter Technology Group, ASP, Saber Red, the Safer Faster Defense Responder 2.0, and Lee Armory. Thank you. Thanks for watching the show. Make sure you like, subscribe, share, and click that little bell to make sure you know when our next episode's uploaded. Until next time. A Merry Christmas to it all, my dear. God bless us, everyone. Thank you for watching Meet the Pressers.